Welcome everybody to the Stone Down Sports Podcast. My name is Matt. Really happy to be here with you on this Tuesday evening to talk about the week that was in the NFL. Uh, before we jump into all of that, want to say a big thank you to all of our subscribers and, and listeners and people who join us in the chat. You're the reason we do this and we really enjoy interacting with you. As always, I'm joined by the Nasty Boys, Kyle and Ramey. Ramey, Uncle Rico come back to town and, and made his presence felt. That's a that's a very nice way to say that, Matt. Um, yeah, I I heard an interesting analogy to Gardner Minshew earlier in the week, so I can't take credit for it. But he's a spare tire. Um, if you if you break down on the highway and you need to get where you're going, he's going to get you where you need to go. But if you got to drive around on that guy for a couple of weeks, it's it's not going to be any good. So um, he got exposed a little bit. Jacksonville kind of kind of crowded the box and knew that he didn't have really any downfield ability and it wasn't a pretty game for the Colts. Colts defense actually played pretty well um, considering they were on a short field the entire time, but yeah, not, not a good, uh, not a good weekend for the Colts. And the news just continues to trickle in with uh, AR sounding like he's going to have season ending shoulder surgery. And then uh, Grover Stewart today getting popped for uh, PEDs and he'll be out for six weeks. So, you know, it's it's always interesting in Indianapolis, if if anything. So, um, but um, on the bright side, your guys' Lions are are looking really good, playing well. They went down and got a big victory. Kyle, I, I'm guessing you got to be excited about that. Super duper excited. Five and one, tied for the best record with a bunch of other good teams. Um, dude, it's like they're turning the corner. The franchise is turning the corner. It feels different. Last year, that was a game they would have lost uh, on the road if they played it at this time last season. And the way that Goff responded by, with Monty going out and they had no run game, he just kind of took over the game. It shows the versatility of that offense. I'm real excited to see uh, what they can do in Baltimore this weekend. Nice. Matt, I'm guessing you're also excited about the Lions. As a matter of fact, I am. <laughs> um, Kyle, you're right. Golf really put the, uh, put the team on his shoulders and carried them to the victory yesterday, or I'm sorry, Tuesday over 300 Sunday. yards, Sunday, whatever the hell day is it? <laughs> Today's Tuesday. Yeah. Today is yeah, Tuesday. There you go. At least last I checked. Um, I would like to see though, some more efficiency out of the run game. They're seventh in the league in rushing yards, but they're only 18th in, in yards per carry. And part of that has just been the revolving door that they've had there in the backfield with Monty hurt and then Gibbs got hurt. And, you know, it's it's hard to really get some momentum. But at the same time, with the way that line plays and with just how good they are at run blocking overall, you'd think the efficiency would be a, a little bit better. Um you know, Craig Reynolds did his best. He he didn't look as, as good as he did a, a couple weeks ago against the Panthers and, and mop-up duty. And look, Monty's going to be out for a while. He's going to miss some time. We get that. All right. Hopefully Gibbs comes back and, and can take over the, the lion's share of work in that backfield. Last time he did, he had, I don't know, 17 for 80 or, or something like that. Good, not great. Craig Reynolds just if you 
if they end up starting him, I would expect somewhere around half to three quarters of, of the production that you would get from Monty. I, I uh, saw that they also picked up Mo Ibrahim today off of, uh, or out of free agency. I imagine just for depth and for, for the ability to have, have some backups in case Reynolds gets hurt, but that block uh, Reynolds laid on um, Tampa to, to spring uh, ARSB yeah. was pretty sweet. Carlton Davis, beautiful. the third. That's who we, who we got the block on. It was, it was yeah, sweet. I think Carlton Davis, the fourth felt that block. <laughs> uh he probably did i yeah we've 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 hyped up golf i'm gonna do a little more i mean if you don't have him in the top qb conversation this season you're missing the bus um he's on pace for over 4500 yards over 30 touchdowns and nine picks he's only only throwing three um First in PFF offensive grade for QBs, second behind Tua in uh, passing grade. He's fifth in passing yards, fifth in completion percentage, number one in adjusted completion percentage. Um, that's the percent of aim passes thrown on target. He's third in yards per attempt, fifth in pass yards per game. It's just sick. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> You think with the Lions being such a feel-good story and if he continues this, you think he'll be in the MVP conversation? I think he should. I think he should. I don't know that he will just because it's it's Detroit and he's not really the, you know, the the big name. I mean, look at the season that Jalen Hurts had last year and, and he didn't win. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, you need to take but that. He's, he, he spread the ball around to 10 different receivers yesterday, uh, including 15 targets to ARSB. Uh, he caught 12 of them for 124 and a touch. You know, that's that's somebody you want in your lineup. I'm so glad I have him in one team. I'm glad he's back. Very glad he's back. But really, the defense put, uh, you know, the team on their back as well. They got real stingy, especially in the second half. Um, Bucks only had 251 yards of total offense, and they just gave up a couple field goals. It's it's it was awesome. And they were wearing them yeah. ugly creamsicle. The Tampa Bay Bucks were wearing them ugly creamsicle. Uh, when they wore those uniforms in 76 to 96, they had the worst winning percentage of any franchise in U.S. major sports. Even worse than the Lions, huh? Yep. <laughs> um, mm. the, the Lions defense, the rush defense, held them to 46 yards rushing on 16 attempts. Just amazing. Mayfield was 19 of 37 for 206, and he threw that uh, pick. That was a tip, but still, pick either way, but. Yeah, Lions defense showed up. Not that yep. not that the Bucks had uh, a potent offense by any means, but Baker Mayfield's had a pretty decent year so far. Yeah, they're they're they put kind up, of in the middle of points pack. when they need to. Yeah, so look, they look good. They're the Lions look like a team that's very well rounded. Like they're they're in the years they're in the past, they, they've been good on offense or they've been a good on defense. But it seems like but all three phases, they're they're solid in all three. And if if they're, one needs to be relied upon they can do that they're they're pretty complete i you know i talked about the 49ers being complete but the lions even with these injuries they've still found ways to win which old lions teams would have not they would have lost it just yeah. it's i want i'd love to see that i've been waiting to see this type of game from golf when the production isn't there for some of the uh, other stars on the team or they get injured can he go out and win the game and with the defense, they did it. 
Yeah. What they Monty's out for a few weeks. It's a rib injury, so you know it's going to be a pain thing as well. And um, I'd say a couple weeks as well. The buys what nine week nine? Yep, week nine. They got two more weeks till the buy. So yeah, so he I, misses the next two games, gets an extra week with the buy. I think that's plenty of time. To Baltimore and then home against the Raiders on Monday night. Yep. Yeah. It'll be Excellent. fun. J-Mo come back and, and caught a touchdown. It was nice to see he caught two of his three targets and in his very limited um, time this year, he's getting targeted on 25% of his routes run. Granted, yeah, he's only got 24 routes run, but. Yeah. But you'll see those routes, those, those, that number start to overtake Marvin Jones and um, Khalif Raymond. And um, the way he adjusted on that touchdown catch where he was off to the right and then looked back and was able to adjust the, the opposite way and still hang on to that ball was that's what we got him for. Yeah. So. Tampa only had 46 yards rushing. Lions yeah. run D continuing to show up. And, and really from a fantasy perspective on the Tampa side, really the only player worth a damn was Chris Godwin. He went six for 77. You know, in Tampa, I don't think they envision their path to victory is Baker Mayfield throwing the ball so damn much. Not unlike, you know, the the Colts and Minshew, like we were talking about earlier. You don't want him throwing the ball 55 times a game. No, you don't. No. 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 If you would have told me before the game that he was going to throw 55 times, I would have, I would have turned the TV off because there's really no <laughs> point in watching. That's not, that's not him. He's, right. he's designed to be a game manager come in and and throw accurate short to intermediate passes and let the run game dominate. And Jacksonville completely took the run game away, just like they did in week one. Um, Zach Moss had, I think six catches. I need to pull it up here. Um, He, neither him or Taylor really had anything on the ground. And um, Zach Moss was more of a threat through the air. Pittman had a decent game, but he went over a hundred again. But other than that, it just those, I mean, the announcer was talking about how accurate Minshew was and how he never throws interceptions, and then he throws three interceptions. So, like almost just, directly at defenders. Like if you yeah. really, if you were watching, uh-huh. I'm like, no, it's not not good. Yeah, he lost he, a fumble too. He sure Four did. Four turnovers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Jacksonville didn't do anything spectacular on offense. Uh, Lawrence was 20 for 30, 181 yards. He had two touchdowns and a pick. Um, they only rushed for 85 yards as a team, but it was just a matter of the turnovers killing the Colts and giving the Jaguars a short field and allowing them to run up the score. ETN had a couple touchdowns, but he only had 55 yards rushing. So, I mean, not that they needed to. They did what they needed to win. They still scored 37 points. So, yeah. Um, just disappointing um, that it wasn't a little bit more competitive. I didn't think they were going to go down there and win, but I would have liked to have seen uh, a little bit more um, balance out of the offense. I mean, Colts only rushed for 44 yards. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty damn bad. That backfield is is split too. And of course Moss got the touchdown and and not JT Um, talking about ETN though. That was his fourth game this season, over 75 scrimmage yards. He's got two touchdowns in back-to-back games. He's a a top five running back on the season, and he leads the league in carries, surprisingly enough. I don't think that's going to continue in the long term just because he doesn't really have that kind of build where you'd expect him there. 
Calvin Ridley, it was only his second game over 75 yards, despite getting seven or more targets in five of six games this year. They are not getting what they were expecting. I know this year in draft season, I I was really down on Ridley. He didn't really excel once uh, Julio Jones was gone, who signed in Philly today for some reason. Um, (laughs) He'll go there and, and be irrelevant. But that offense there in, in in Jacksonville, there's still some misses here and there. Yeah, I agree. Oh. Um, I know that Ridley had a had a career, not a career day, but a great day in week one against the Colts. And we kind of talked about Christian Kirk by the wayside. But since then, Christian Kirk's really established himself as the true number one on that team. He only had 49 yards on Sunday, but again, he had the he had the uh, a touchdown and he seems to be kind of the primary guy for for um, Lawrence rather than Ridley. Well, that thought there, Ramy. We got Bronson in the chat. How you doing, Bronson? Trade Geno and Stafford for Kittle. Two QB and two tight end league. Oof. Other QBs are T Law and Purdy. Tight ends are Musgrave and, and Logan Thomas. So you're rostering four QBs right now. Damn, I'd rather keep Stafford and, and trade Purdy away. Well, he, honestly, he had a fo- he had a follow up. Do I trade Stafford and Geno for Burrow? The owner has Burrow and Kittle. Oof! Oh wow! What do you think, Kyle? I'm. I mean, I'm. Are these are trades that are getting sent to you, or you're trying to you know put together a trade to send. I guess. Um, I kind of agree with. Well, I guess Purdy has a safer floor. Stafford has a higher ceiling. Hmm. Yeah, I I think what Matt said about Stafford, I agree with that. I I try and lose Purdy and keep Stafford. With I think if you, I, I hmm. think if you're going to trade Stafford and Geno, I'd rather trade him for Burrow than for Kittle. Kittle's going to have those games where you're like, oh my god, like two weeks ago against the Cowboys where he has three touchdowns, but then he's going to disappear for six weeks. He'll, yeah. he'll give he'll you he'll give you for four 30. for forty. Yeah, yeah. But but I just, I don't see the value unless you're just I guess he has Musgrave and Logan Thomas as his tight ends. But it's that's tough at the two tight end league outside of the outside <laughs> of the is. top three or four tight ends in the league. It's not really a tight end league like it was maybe three or four years ago. I mean, I don't think it. I don't think it ever was a tight end league. Well, yeah. I mean, they're just they're just not. Just not many of them, you know. Yeah, that are decent. Yeah, uh, Logan Thomas is is getting a, a real nice target share there in Washington. Um, I guess the the good thing is, you know, Bronson having two tight ends like that, you're not the only one in the league with that problem. Um, but I don't think Kittle is consistent enough to give you that separation at the position that you're looking for. I would rather move Stafford and Geno for Burrow and count on a rebound in the second half because he is that elite QB that can give you separation at the position. And if you're not subscribed yet, give us a subscribe. We'd really appreciate it and love to have you back too. Here every Tuesday and Thursday at 7 Eastern. And starting Sunday, we're going to be on at 1130. 
a little bit of tinker time to help you with those last minute lineup decisions. Thanks. I'm one in five. <laughs> Been All there, right. brother. But that doesn't mean that you're out of it. Right. Keep hustling. Keep trying to improve your team. Worst case scenario, if you got some buddies on the league and you can knock their ass out the playoffs come the end of the season, that works. I too. feel that feels good too. <laughs> it does. Uh, let's see. Colton Jags. Are we good on that? Yeah, I think we've talked enough about the Colton Jags. Sweet. <laughs> Let's go 49ers and Browns. Um, the weather was a little bit of a factor there. Cleveland won 1917. 49ers had a chance to win it uh, at the end, but uh, San Francisco kicker Jake Moody missed a, I don't know, what was it, 40 yarder, 41 yard field goal? Um, and they lost. Bummer. It's not good. The 49ers had scored 30 points, at least 30 points their first five games, and it just did not go well with them. That defense in Cleveland under Jim Schwartz is redonkulous. They're uh, giving up an average of 200.4 yards allowed per game. That's sick. No team has done that since the 1970 Minnesota Vikings, known as the Purple People Eaters. I found that stat today. I was just shocked. They did it in a 14-game season, so Cleveland's got their work cut out for them, but it's crazy. Let's see. What's Wade get? Uh, how long is it appropriate for someone to sit on a trade request from a good friend? I'd love to hear Matt's answer. Great. <laughs> oh, shit. So, I don't know, probably a week ago, Wade here sent over a trade request. And, and we had talked on the phone about it. And, and you know, I was tossing around the idea. And, and then, you know, I went up to Michigan for the weekend where I got to witness Kyle screw up sausage, gravy, and biscuits first fucking hand. Uh, and it kind of fell to the back of my mind. So how long is it appropriate for somebody to sit on a trade request for as long as it takes me to come up with a decision? If you're unhappy <laughs> with your weight, feel free to withdraw the request. <laughs> if not, I will decision here at my earliest convenience. <laughs> uh, gee. I'm open for trades too, Wade. I, I got people I'll get rid of. Don't trade with Matt. You know, we don't need to help him out. Um, but yeah, the Cleveland Browns defense killing uh up the 49ers. Ugh. You know how we were talking about Purdy and Pickett and without the if he didn't have any weapon, what's he got there? I took a big rip before asking and couldn't resist. I'm fucking dying. Um, but when the weapons went down for Purdy, CMC and Debo, couldn't really do much. He completed just 12 of 27 passes for 44%. He was leading the league at 72.1 coming in, and he just looked bad. Imagine a decline in play, losing all pro-level talent. Yep. So... Bummer. No more undefeated teams in the NFL. No, there's not. And on the yeah. on the Cleveland side, um, Jerome Ford had a nice game. I was surprised Cleveland was able to run the ball as well as they did uh, against the Niners there. And just the overall performance of the offense with not even their backup quarterback, their third string quarterback, P.J. Walker in there. Uh Amari Cooper had a nice game. He had an awesome catch along the sideline. Nobody else really did much. 
Um, Kareem, Kareem Hunt. Hunt. Yeah, yeah. He, he was he was solid. But as far as like in the passing game, there wasn't really a whole hell of a lot else going on uh, aside from Amari Cooper. But you're not really going to expect a lot coming from P.J. Walker going up against that defense. Yeah. And that's why I didn't start 36 dollar Amari Cooper in my dynasty league. So. And then he has a good game. Figure that out. Don't you just uh, love fantasy football? I sure do. We were just talking about the last of the undefeateds, um, the Eagles. Uh, are five and one. They went down to the Jets um, in at the Meadowlands. They won twenty to fourteen. Uh, Jets erased eleven point deficit. Deficit yeah, eleven point deficit. Um, this kind of felt like the Eagles have been kind of inconsistent all year while still winning. Um, and this was a game where where it fell apart for them. Um, I thought the Eagles receivers would eat, uh, or the wide, or, Jesus, yeah, the Eagles receivers would eat uh, with both starting cornerbacks out for the Jets, Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed, and that did not happen. <laughs> no, it, they, it it really didn't. They that defense, the people next guy up mentality there. Uh, Quincy Williams had, geez, I don't know, twelve total tackles, and the whole team as a team had twelve passes defensed. I thought that was pretty amazing as well. Ramey's back. Welcome back, buddy. Um, Hertz was 28 of 45 for 280. Um, A touchdown, but three interceptions. Not good for him um, at all. Uh, A.J. Brown still had, what, nine targets, seven receptions for 131 yards. Devontae Smith had 11 targets, but only turned that into five and 44. But just defense played well, played well. Yeah, they did. Zach Wilson played well enough for, you know, the the Jets to get the dub. You know, I'm I'm kind of curious what'll happen if, you know, Rodgers is able to come back, say he's ready, you know, week 17. He comes back with 2 weeks left in the regular season. The Jets are in playoff position. What are you going to do then? I mean, it it, it would suck to just kind of send Zach Wilson back to the bench, knowing that he's a big part of, of the reason that you're there, but you've also got an inner circle hall of famer coming off a torn Achilles wanting to get back on the field. It's, it's funny you mentioned that. Cause I was thinking about this earlier today. If, if they're good enough to get to the playoffs, do you want to mess up the vibe that Zach Wilson has in the, and the, the, rapport that he has with the receivers and the team by plugging in Aaron Rodgers with a week or two left in the season. Like, could you potentially mess up the chemistry enough by plugging him in last, last minute for a potential playoff run? Grant, he's leaps and bounds a better quarterback than Zach Wilson, but do you completely screw up the chemistry by plugging him in for a playoff run? You know, it's, there, there's something to be said for for the chemistry uh, as well. I'm sorry, my mind just went completely blank. I had like this really awesome thought to share that was, you know, witty and relevant, and just mm. now it's gone, uh, which really sucks. But you know, we we move on. Um, it, look, objectively, Aaron Rodgers is a. Oh, hold on, these nuts. Lost Richardson, Purdy, or Watson. Uh, I'm going to pick up the guy who's playing and not hurt. I'll take Purdy. I think Watson just doesn't look right, and he hasn't really looked right all year. 
Um, looks like Debo, sh- there's a good chance he'll be able to play on Sunday. And apparently with uh, CMC, it's Monday. more of a, they, they a yeah, on Monday. It's more of a, a pain tolerance kind of thing as opposed to anything structural. So I think if both of those guys can play, they'll be out there. I'll, I'll take Purdy. He's got another question. Trade Saquon and Goddard for Bijan. Have Waller. I'll take this one. Yes. Do it yesterday. Agree yeah. wholeheartedly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you can get your hands on Bijan, that's going to improve your team greatly. Yeah. I don't even know what your team looks like, but it's going to improve your team greatly. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Good question. You know, these nuts. If you're not a subscriber, please do. Uh, we're here every Tuesday and Thursday at 7 a.m. Or 7 p.m. 7 a.m. Could you imagine? Uh, no. Wow, no. It's too early. No. No, I can't. Yeah. Speaking Great of Bijan, he's he's one of five running backs to have at least 10 points in every game this season. Do you know who the other four are? Or in every game they played in, sorry. At least 10 fantasy points. At least uh, 10 points uh, in a PPR. Thalen? Running backs. Oh, running backs. ETN. Uh, no. CMC. Oh. Yes. And Mostert. No. Zach Moss. No. Oh. All right. Well, this will go on forever. The other four are Kamara, CMC, Ken Walker, and Austin Eckler. Kamara hasn't huh. played in all five games. What are you talking about? Every game he's played in. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, fuck, Kamara ain't fucking. He, that's two games. I don't count that one. Doesn't matter what you count. <laughs> um, what the hell are we talking about? Oh, the Jets. Eagles yeah. and the yeah. Jets. Yeah. The, the 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 yeah. I bet people out there are are panicking uh, about Devonta Smith, but think back to last year. He did he did all his damage in the second half of the second season. half. Yeah. And he you had know, 11 so, targets this week. He's he's getting the you know looks. It's just not coming down with all of them. They'll happen. Yep. Just be They'll patient. Yeah. And I know no one thought that the, the Jets were going to be three and three heading into their bye when Aaron Rodgers got hurt. That no. did not seem I'm not sure that did not seem possible. Thank God for Greg Zerline. Guy's been a field goal machine. And that's yeah. a Super Bowl level defense, too. It is. It is. Yeah, it is. yeah. Um, uh, I want to apologize for my absence. I had some kids at the door that had thrown a ball into my yard. I was looking for Chris Hansen somewhere before I went and got the ball. Was it signed <laughs> by Babe Ruth? I thought it was a trick. Right. No, it was, it was not signed by Babe Ruth. Some woman, it, Babe Ruth. It, it was a volleyball. Ah, so I said it's mine and I popped it. <laughs> just take out yeah. a knife and stab it, throw it in your own. <laughs> you should have just opened the door and yelled, get off my lawn. <laughs> um, a game we thought was going to be kind of higher scoring was not. I believe Matt took the, the over um, and it did not hit. Was Seahawks at ben- at the Bengals? Since yeah, thanks for pointing that out. 13 uh, Bengals covered the minus three at home. Uh, the Bengals' defense was the story in the game. Uh, the Bengals had a tough time scoring. Uh, Burrow was still 24 of one, 24 of 35. He only had 185 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Jamar was what 13 targets, six catches for 80 yards. Um, they scored a couple touchdowns the first half, and then kind of just punted the rest of the time and got 
McPherson was the only extra points they other uh, points they got in the uh, second half. Uh, Zach Taylor even said it's better to win ugly than lose pretty, and I'm inclined to agree with that. Yeah, Bengals are back to 500 and kind of looking like they've righted the ship with Burrow a little bit healthier, and you just got to win games. Just got to get yeah. back in the in the thick of things. That division doesn't look like it's going to be very easy to win. All the teams are 500 or better. Um, it was a good win against a, a good Seahawks team coming east, playing in that 1 o'clock window. You always wonder about uh, kind of a, a lethargic start for those teams, and that's kind of what happened there. Seattle came out and, and scored a quick touchdown in the first quarter, but other than that, they really didn't put up much offensively. Um, Gino had, well, I guess he had 323 yards passing, but um, they really couldn't kick it, put it into the end zone. No, they had five red zone position, possessions and, and came away with 10 points. Um, Gino Smith has one game this season with two or more passing touchdowns. He's got as many games this year throwing for under 115 yards as he does for going over 300. Last season was a, a mirage with this guy. On the bright side, Ken Walker, hey, he's got a stranglehold on that backfield. He leads the NFL in rush attempts inside the five with 12. He's got six touchdowns on the season, and, and he's on pace to blow away his total of, of nine from last year. For the Bengals, T. Higgins, don't know what the hell is going on with him. Obviously, he was hurt, but he's only got two receptions in each of the last three games that he's played. I think he might be a good buy low candidate if somebody if you're looking to to bet on somebody to bounce back in the second half. Um, Burrow's really continuing to struggle, but the running backs aren't really helping them out either. They're only averaging three and a half yards a carry, and and they've got one rush over twenty yards this season. Hmm. But Chase has been a monster. He leads the league in routes run with two hundred and forty nine. He's averaging fourteen targets over the past couple games. You know, he's out there doing his thing, but he can't throw himself the ball. No. 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 Sales, yeah, sales defense was was pretty good as well. Held them to 46 yards rushing. And, yeah, Burrow couldn't. Yeah. I, I'm glad they're 300. I, I like the Bengals. I, I was a fan of them, I guess, last season. I like Burrow a lot. I like a lot of these young quarterbacks a lot. Cat bros. Yeah, I think uh, I think Seattle's set up for the future, though. It seems like they have everything but a quarterback, and I believe they have Denver's pick uh, in the upcoming draft. So don't be shocked if they don't use theirs and Denver's pick to try to trade up. Or, I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks in this upcoming draft, so I, I look for them to draft a quarterback. And maybe Geno sticks around for another year, but as the season goes on, I see them kind of easing in that that. Uh, that rookie quarterback and then it, it'll be really fun to see what they can do yeah hopefully it's not jj mccarthy because i don't want to root for anyone in seattle just because geno smith and his continued sucktitude has just completely robbed me of any joy in, in watching that franchise play a game and you know i assure you it has nothing to do with them having the lions number the past couple of years <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did you guys see, I was looking at the saints and Texans, uh, box score. Did you see T Taysom Hill had eight targets, seven receptions for 49 yards? No, I did not. I did not. I don't see, like I, him. Uh, 
I know you don't. <laughs> uh, he has tight end eligibility now, but uh, soon could have wide receiver eligibility. Uh, he was tied for second on the team with eight targets with Kamara and Michael Thomas. Something to keep your eye on going forward. Carr threw the ball 50 times. Um, I expect Ooh. to see that happen in, you know, in the 40s a lot this year. And if he starts seeing some targets, something to think about. I'm not pushing it, but it's something to keep your eye on. And Chris Olave is not really getting the, the results that, that I was looking for from him coming into the season. Far be it for me to, to really root for anyone from Ohio. But at the same time, he's somebody who has a, a boatload of talent. And I remember when we were previewing the NFC South, we were talking about Derek Carr and, and him being able to to get the ball to Chris Olave and in positions for him to win. And it's not happening. Carr's distributing the ball around quite a bit, as evidenced by Taysom fucking Hill getting eight targets, which is just <laughs> ridiculous. You know, Michael Thomas is is a shell of his him former his former self. And and Rashid Shahid has looked really good at, at times this year, but just I've got Olave in, I think it's in the podcast league, and, and he is just not showing up for me at, at all this year. I think he's another decent buy low candidate. Um, once Carr gets healthy, maybe he can turn things around, or at least I hope he will. Yeah. I, I don't like the New Orleans offense. Their defense is out of this world, and I think that's sure a good is. win by the Texans. They're at 3-3 three and three as well. Um but I I know Matt, you talked about how you didn't like Carr going there to to begin the season, and and I'm kind of moving to the to your side. Just it's just not a very dynamic offense. Um, I I feel like they could have done better than than Carr, and maybe maybe there's a long term plan there to draft somebody, but they're stuck with him for at least a couple of years because of that contract they gave him. So. Um, yeah it seems like their ceiling is probably a, around a 500 ball club. Yeah. And it's, it's a shame they're going to waste that defense there because that is a division that's just ripe for the taking. Yeah. You know, it, that's again, something we talked about earlier in the year, it wouldn't really be a shock if anyone won it, you know, aside from, from Carolina, um, with the Texans, man, that turnaround is happening, I think, faster than than anybody really expected. But it helps when you hit on, you know, your what looks to be your franchise QB and and then, you know, a, a defensive cornerstone. And people were mocking the Texans for for making that trade to make it happen. But he who laughs last laughs best. You know, Stroud they might be looked, laughing all the way to the playoffs. Who knows? Yeah. Stroud has looked competent good big time throws get the ball downfield looking good you might a lot they had 10 targets yesterday seven receptions for 96 yards i knew it. i was like i thought he had a pretty good game yesterday had to on the up. whole though he's not really lived up to expectations yeah and when the, your quarterback throws 50 times and, and you're one of the top receivers on there you, you better get 10 of those targets <laughs> 10 of those throws so um yeah real impressed with houston domingo ryan's is um Seems like his guys believe in him. They got some things to work on. Uh, that running game has not looked good. I, I think that's more not 120 yards, though. Yeah, they had 120 on the ground as a team this week. You're starting to see Devin Singletary kind of 
get more and more of a role there in that backfield and, and understand that um, there in Houston, they run the outside zone. It was brought with them from San Francisco. And if Damian Pierce doesn't work in an outside zone scheme, they're not going to stop running it. They're going to put in somebody who does. You know, it's a scheme that's that's proven to work. They were split down the middle, 13 touches each on Sunday. So, yeah, and they're going into the bye feeling good. They are. They are. Yeah. Um, anything more on that guy? No. I only brought up Saints just because of the 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 Taysom Hill thing. I didn't watch that game and I didn't see all of it on red zone, and I just thought that, that was pretty interesting. Um, Monday night was, football. Hey, you got something, Randy? I was just going to ask, was it interesting to see Taysom Hill? Yes, it was I mean, interesting. It was it's not interesting. Yeah. It was um, boring to see. <laughs> but he Monday, might be, Monday. he might, he might be quarterback for the Broncos next year. Yeah. He, yeah. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Some shit. Oh my God. <laughs> um, but Cowboys went to LA to play the Chargers last night. Uh, they won uh, twenty to seventeen. They're four and two. Chargers dropped to two and three. Um, Prescott looked good, twenty-one to thirty um, for two seventy-two and a touch, and he also had forty on the ground and a rushing touchdown, um, which you don't see from him too much. He was QB one um, on the week. Yeah. Mm. It was nice that they came, the Cowboys got their butts whooped uh, last week versus the 49ers, and, you know, they came out this week. The, the defense looked good. Um, based on some of Herbert's numbers, it was not good. His offensive grade was 62.5 uh, last night. Uh, his big-time throw rate was 2.2 last night versus 4 uh, on the season average. His depth of target was down from what eight seven on the season down to seven one last night and he had a total pressures on him um let's generate all pressures generated by the defense was 21. he was only sacked once but he was still hit a lot as throwing you could see it affected uh, a lot of his throws he missed mike evans uncharacteristically what two or three times i think when i was watching last night his whole career yeah, oh yeah, Mike, uh, uh, Keenan Allen. I don't know why I said Mike Evans. Sorry, <laughs> wrong, uh, wrong big guy. I think, yeah, Keenan Allen's 6'2. Um, but it really affected his throws, um, a lot. Um, that defense is still really good in, in, in Dallas. Yeah, it is. Um, the thing I noticed, not just last night's game, but over the course of this season, maybe even last season, Justin Herbert looks like a quarterback that doesn't get better as the game goes on. When you get down into crunch time, he seems to start making more mistakes. And granted, the the pass rush was relentless with Parsons and and the Cowboys defense there, but um, it just seems like in crunch time, like that, like the play to Keenan Allen or Mike Evans, depending on who you're asking, um, uh, he was wide open. I mean, it would have been an easy touchdown, probably would have changed the course of that game. And and Herbert missed him by three or four yards. So that's just not acceptable when you're the highest paid player in the league, or I guess second highest now that they restructured Mahomes, but they paid him to be the guy and he's not being the guy when it comes down to crunch time. And Staley makes a lot of mistakes. So I'm not throwing it all on Herbert, um, but he's not completely exempt from being part of the problem either. Um, 
Uh, he's got Kellen Moore, so you've got the coach there to to coach offensively. Um, he's just not making the big time plays in the big time moments yet. I mean, he could turn it around and could be singing a completely different tune later this season, but um, he's been um, not been able to pick up the the mistakes that the Chargers have made um, otherwise, mostly by the coaching staff. Yeah, I. Granted, you know, we're only a few years into into his career, but I almost kind of fear it's going to be a, a career of unrealized potential from a team perspective, just like his predecessor there in, in Phil Rivers. Um, you know, he's he's an elite thrower of the ball. He's he's you know athletic, he'll he'll get you, you know, some some yardage on the ground. And we also have to remember we're five games into him with a new offensive coordinator in a new system. They lost a very key member of their wide receiver core. Quinton Johnston, though, has just been a non-factor since Mike Williams went out. It's, you know, Josh Palmer, Keenan Allen, um, that like eight foot tall tight end. Our red zone. Yeah. And Donald Parham's the tall one. Yeah. Oh, is he? Yep. Yeah. Gerald Everett's more like between the twenties there. You know, they've got Austin Eckler as well, who gets, you know, just a, an, an incredible usage rate there. The defense is is filled with individual talent there. And, you know, up until last night, you would expect a, a team coached by, you know, what was at least up until a couple of years ago considered to be a pretty damn good defensive mind and Brandon Staley, they not been great. Um, Austin Eckler, his first game back from injury, had a, a pretty pedestrian performance. You know, Keenan Allen continues to put balls on chins. I don't. I think by the end of the year, <clears throat> things will get a, a bit better. Josh Palmer's no slouch. He's not Mike Williams, but you know, he's he's not a scrub either. Just I, I don't know. It, it, I go back to the the unrealized potential thought. And I think that's going to be a consistent year to year thing where, you know, maybe they contend for the playoffs. They're, they're right there every year, but they're not really a serious contender. And they got big tests this week going to Casey or next week. Yeah. And that's the thing that Herbert's going to have to deal with for most, if not all of his career, he's going to have Patrick Mahomes in his division. The chiefs aren't going anywhere. So it's unlikely that you're going to, be able to win the division year in and year out. So they're consistently going to be looking at wild card berths. So going on the road in the playoffs, if they get to the playoffs. So it's it's really weird how it seems to kind of be history repeating itself with the Chargers, with Rivers and Tomlinson. And they had all the weapons and everything, and they just couldn't seem to close the deal when it came down to it. I agree. Let's talk about the Dolphins and Panthers. Because that was kind of an interesting game. The Panthers jumped out to a 14-point lead, and then the Dolphins come back. And and I know there were some people with some wagers on the game with that line sitting at 14 and a half. They were sweating that one. Um, but that Dolphins team is is just something else. Mostert and Achan both uh, on pace for a thousand yards. Something I thought that was interesting, the Dolphins run 21 personnel, meaning two running backs, one tight end, a league leading 46% of the time. The second most 
is the 49ers at 41%. And where did Mike McDaniel come from? Wow. Wow, Matt. Yeah, see, yeah. I, I nice. made that connection. Tied it um, all together. Yeah. Uh, it was the highest scoring game of the week at, at 63 points. <clears throat> Excuse me. Two was on pace for 5,300 yards and, and 40 touchdowns. Tyreek, this is his fourth game this season, over 150 yards and a touchdown. The dude is on pace for 2,300 yards. That's, That's just ridiculous. <laughs> he come out, he come out beginning of the season talking about I want to get 2,000 yards, and this motherfucker's out there actually trying to do yep. it. That yeah. it's it, it's just nuts what he's doing. And hats off to Mostert. He's doing a, a hell of a job this year. He was the RB one on the week. Um, the big thing with him is is health. You know, up until the point where Achan got hurt, he was really only averaging uh, uh, eleven carries per game. I don't remember what he got yesterday, but he's not somebody. 17. Yeah, he's not somebody you want carrying 23, 24 times a game. He that's not sustainable for him. Yeah, he went seventeen for one fifteen and two touchdowns. So would have been a good daily fantasy pickup for somebody. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that do- that. That Dolphins offense is just ridiculous, and it doesn't seem like anybody's slowing it down anytime soon outside of Buffalo. So um, the Panthers are the Panthers. I saw where Frank Reich has given up play-calling responsibilities to his offensive coordinator. So we'll see if that makes any difference when it comes to being able to to score points. But that Panthers team, man... I think we've talked about it already the past couple of weeks. They could have made a lot of different decisions to to be in a lot better spot than they are right now. They Bryce Young doesn't look comfortable, doesn't look like he's picking up the offense very well. Um, they don't have their first round pick next year. Uh, don't have a lot of weapons. Uh, there's, uh, Even though I, Adam Thielen has looked very good fantasy wise, there he has Dude. looked good fantasy wise. He, he had 115 yards, he had 11 grabs and a touchdown on Sunday. That was his best game of the year. Um, but if you're relying on Adam Thielen to be your wide receiver number one, uh, that's not very good for the next for the coming years. Yeah. Um, there's, I don't know. I I feel bad for Panthers fans because you kind of gave up the farm to tank a little bit last year. And even to his credit, Steve Wilkes kept that team fighting and then they booted him for Frank Reich. And it seems like that they just have made all of the wrong decisions. Yeah. Only uh, three receivers have 40 receptions, 500 plus yards or four plus receiving touchdowns. Um, Tyreek Hills, one Stefan Diggs is the other and Adam Thielen is the third. So it's just been killing it in fantasy, but I think it's a lot of garbage time production. They should have picked Stroud. There's rumors out there that the owner um, wanted Bryce Young, but Frank Wright, coaching staff, wanted C.J. Stroud. Yeah, can't do shit about it now. Mm. Or there, there was that clip. There was that clip at the Ohio State Pro Day where the GM said something to Stroud, like "We're going to get you" or something like that, or talked about playing basketball down in Charlotte. Something, something to that effect. So, I, who knows if there's truth to that rumor? But if you've got your owner, I mean, that's the problem with some of these owners, and I can relate a little bit. Um, they've, they've been very well. 
a lot of these owners have been very good in the business world at making their money. Some of them were just born into it. Um, yeah. But they think that they can come into a football situation and, and, and be as successful making these decisions. And it feels like some of the best owners are the ones that hire the guys that know what they're talking about and let them do their job. Yeah. Coming into the season, I thought there was a pretty good chance that Hayden Hurst was going to be that security blanket for Bryce Young. It actually ended up being Adam Thielen. The guy leads all wide receivers in third and fourth down receptions with 22. He's second in the league in, in routes run. He's having a, a little career renaissance down there in Charlotte. But hats off to him. He's he's exceeding my expectations. Miles Sanders was out. Quite frankly, he's looked like shit all season long, so they weren't really missing much. And, and Chuba Hubbard has been the better back this year. He's been more efficient on a per-touch basis, but they just ponied up all that cash for Miles Sanders. Um, because reasons, I, I, I don't know <laughs> why. Um, and I'm sure they're struggling to recall why they made that decision as well. Yes, sir. Um, week seven waiver wire targets. All right. We got here. I bet we all Um, have one of the same ones. Oh, I'm I'm sure we do. Um, hold on. I'm trying to get stuff on the screen here. It's going wrong. Um, several noteworthy injuries. Uh, there's six teams on by, so I expect some rosters, uh, are going to need some help. Um, of course, some you know news came out about you know CMC might actually play, Debo might actually play, Trent Williams might actually play, because of course I think we all had Elijah Mitchell and or Jordan Mason um, on our list to to put a claim in, and maybe you still put a I'd still put a claim in and just see what happens on Monday. So if you had to choose one, you're you're guaranteed to get one. Who would you take? I do Mitchell just based on some of. Um, um, Shanahan's comments on Monday. Yeah, I take Mitchell as well. But sucks that it's sucks that they play Monday night because if you don't get him, then you kind of have to. I mean, you have to make a decision on Sunday of what you're going to do. And if yeah. CMC ends up playing on Monday night, then you're kind of screwing yourself out of a potential really yeah, big I, producer. I think Elijah Mitchell is the right call based on what he's done for the team over the past couple of years. And, and you're right, Kyle Shanahan um, come out and, and made some comments speaking to that. Jordan Mason has just looked so much more explosive than him, though. He's, he's looked like the better back. And, and Elijah Mitchell, quite frankly, is somebody he's who been, is, oh, he's been hurt. He's just getting ramped up. He's just been hurt. Right. Yeah. But he's seemingly always hurt. So he played. Yep. We'll see it. I mean, it is a call that you're going to have to make and I lean towards Mitchell, but it might not matter at all because CMC might play. So that's true. I'm, I have Elijah Mitchell in one league. I think I might've drafted him and he's just sitting there on my bench, just waiting for the time period that CMC is out for a few games. Just biding his time. Biding his time. Um, Zach Evans. Yeah. And, yeah, Zach Evans. Yep, that's good because, um, yeah, Kyron Williams is hurt. Ron, Ron Rivers, Rivers is out with a PCL for, I think, a few weeks. So um, that would be also a good one to grab. Um, he's 5'11", 202, rookie from, I think, Ole Miss. I think it's Ole Miss. Yeah. See, man. That's a good one. And then Craig, probably Craig Reynolds, Craig, too, right? Yeah. Yep. yep. 
Yeah. Uh, Monty's going to be out. Yeah, Gibbs is trending to come back this week, but I think we'll still need somebody a little tougher up the, you know, to run up the middle than Gibbs. Not calling Gibbs weak in, in any way, but uh, you know what I all, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for being a small guy, though, he is a Gibbs is a powerful runner. Um, I think if Gibbs is back, he will lead that backfield. But I, I think Reynolds, you know, he, I mean, look, he's he's got a chance to fall in the end zone. Um, Josh Downs, another uh, waiver wire target. He's only owned yeah. in 33% of, of Yahoo leagues. He's got just under a 20% target share in that offense. Sunday's results aside, I think Gardner Minshew is a better passer than than Anthony Richardson, so I give a little uptick to the receivers there. Pittman and, and Downs, uh, Downs he, he gets the targets. They're close to the line of scrimmage, but they do uh, they they work on getting him the ball in space so he can actually get the ball and do something with it. And for his size, he's he's pretty damn good at contested catches as well. Yeah, the only problem is they play the Browns this week, so you might want to pick them up and stash him for a week or so. Garbage yeah. time exists. Yeah, garbage time yeah. exists, and yeah, nothing, nothing had nothing wrong with uh, looking ahead at your schedule, like yeah. like Ramey said, he's a good stash. One, one I think would be good is Rasheed Rice for Kansas City. He's he's started to come on in that offense, and I think uh, he's still available in forty five percent of the leagues. Um, I'm sorry, he's only been taken in 45 percent leagues i can't do math um thursday night he played really well he had 72 yards he had some good uh uh yards after the catch and uh going to play um uh the chargers this coming week right yes yeah yeah uh that chargers defense is not really stopping anybody so might be worth a pickup if you're looking for a receiver yeah he's speaking of that what struggle with drops but yes what 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 happened with Bosa in San Diego? Oh my God, his rush grade is like sixty two this year so far. He has just dropped off the face of the earth. Every What's time they show on? him, he's just standing on the sideline, just staring off into the yeah. distance. Um, I'll throw Kareem Hunt out there. He's available, or he's only rostered thirty seven percent of Yahoo leagues. He had fifteen total touches this week. Jerome Ford still uh, was leading the backfield with 19 total touches. So, you know, watch that a little bit. That might even up. But it it probably was a lot of P.J. Walker starting and the Browns needing to rely on their running backs more. It might be why he got more touches, but uh, he did score a touchdown. They're going to Indy this week, and Grover Stewart's out with his PED. So um, their line's going to be a little depleted. So you might, if you're looking for a running back, he might be worth picking up. Yep depending on who you lost this week due to injuries or who you got on by. I got one league with, in Dynasty, actually, including defensive players. I think I have six people on by. It's it's ugly, but I'll manage. Uh, If anybody out there got any waiver wire questions or any fantasy football questions at all, trades or starts and sits for the uh, upcoming week, just give it us know. Is that all we got for waiver? Yeah, Yeah, I I think so. Um, one thing to remember when, when talking about waivers and your pickups here, especially for those guys that in theory are just going to be a, a one or two week rental, don't overpay for them in, in fab. If it's, you know, it's a, it, if it's, it's a different story, you know, somebody like Jerome Ford, my bid notwithstanding, um, <laughs> where you're, you're getting them for the rest of the year. 
you know, but for somebody who's just, you know, maybe a week like Craig Reynolds, don't go blow 20, 30% of your, your fab on that. Right. Um, we always talk about the, our podcast listener league, our fantasy league on Yahoo. Um, we got our new updated standings this morning. Uh, AJ Drew's dumpster fire tied for first there at five and one. I'm in third fellas. Where are you nice. guys at? Hey, I'm... and we got Ray's piss jug, Matt down there at 500 and Ramey at two and four. Who's coming around and you're scoring some points. You're getting scored on a lot too, yeah. though. Jesus. I can't stop anybody. No. Um, but still we early. We both scored I'm... more than Kyle. Like 100 points more. Mm-hmm. That's. Uh... Or no, I was looking at the wrong No, Kyle. you're looking at the wrong thing. I'm 8-14. Points against. Yeah. So. Looking good. Four and two. Too bad. What do we got a comment? Uh, play. Player. <laughs> Uh, who is that? Kip or Buff? That's Buff. Thanks, Buff. Buffalo Sway, person who provides our podcast intro and outro music. Heck yeah. Appreciate you, brother. It's a nice little tune. I like it. Um, but yeah, so we're covering that. Um, so far, so good. Everybody still has a chance. We're all in. It's a competitive league. Yep. We're all in it. Well, somewhere over Dwayne Bow. I play him this week and I'm gonna win. <laughs> you hope I can't because yeah, if you don't because he can't start gonna, anymore. Gonna, I better I got a problem okay. if I lose to a guy 50, with like fifty seven thirty. Okay, we'll remember that clip for, for next week in case you don't win. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I think you gotta beat me with three guys out or something. Who knows? Um and then we got a little something new. We Matt mentioned it a little earlier about Sunday morning, right? Yeah. Um, I found I stumbled upon a quote here. Uh, former Steeler head coach Chuck Knoll uh, once said, pressure is something you feel when you don't know what you are doing. So we are coming up with this Sunday morning show at 1130. If you're feeling pressure in your league and you need some help, Join us live every Sunday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern on our YouTube channel for a little show we're calling Tinker Time. Everybody tries tinkering with their lineup, or, or, or maybe you shouldn't sometimes. Uh, but we're going to be here to help you with your last-minute questions, uh, lineups, trades, and more. You know, whatever you got a question about. 11.30 until, you know, if we go to one, we go to one. Um, I'd say at least an hour would be on there, don't you think? Yeah, that means we'll be on there for as long as you guys need us to be. So, um, yeah, join us 11:30 a.m. I don't know who'll be here, who will be on there, but some of us will be on there. <laughs> some or all, yeah. some at or least all. one though. Oh, Ramey's yeah. missing because he is going to the Colts home game. Which I, now I can't knock you for that. If I could go to the Lions home game, I, I would miss yep. it as well. Yeah, it's an indie. Yeah, it's an indie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh no i'm traveling to cleveland <laughs> that's a boring drive if you had to drive across to ohio oh my goodness. yes it is you, 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 you know when you awake in the morning that you are not even going to have the tiniest of pleasures that day because you are going to have to drive across to ohio Ugh, <laughs> ugly um anything else fellas no good on my end why don't you take us home kyle sweet um 
We're finishing up tonight. We'll be back Thursday here in about 47 hours, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern on our YouTube channel for our week seven preview. Uh, we'll have our aces and deuces, uh, our version of our starts and sits. And we'll also have our sports betting locks of the week. Uh, we'll review how we did last week as well because we ran out of time tonight. Um, it's not and, really necessary. Yeah, I yeah. don't think we need to do that. Uh, well, uh, I would have talked about the DFS too, which Ramey is just, again, kicking our butts in. He's run four in a row. Don't need to talk about starting, that either. Just hey, after starting 0-2. So we start never, messing with my money, I get he focused. Never, <laughs> he never did DFS before this year, in football at least, and he's just... It's easy. Block, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Easy. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that makes us look stupid. And, so your aces and deuces and locks, you're not doing so well. In, but yeah, I'll, I'll throw that up on the socials and stuff uh, later this week as well. So excellent. Well, thanks for watching, folks. A lot of good questions tonight. Um, if you're not a subscriber, please do. Um, have a great night. We'll see you Thursday. Thanks a lot. Yeah.